there's a, some tremendously rich stuff that the Christian Reformed Church has right here. And I think sometimes we've lost that, a, an appreciation for that in our churches of like, we've got this wonderful, rich history of written documents, written like our priest confessions that help us to understand why we believe what we believe. Welcome to Reformed Podmatics, a weekly podcast hosted by Pastor Mark Van Dyke and Pastor Zach Dewey of Almond Valley Christian Reformed Church in Ripon, California. In each episode, we strive to apply Reformed theology to life and ministry in the 21st century. Thanks for joining us for this week's conversation. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Reformed Podmatics. I'm Pastor Mark. And I'm Pastor Zach. And today we have a special episode planned with a listener, a faithful listener and supporter here of Reform Podmatics, um, an early adopter, we might call him, uh, somebody who has been listening from uh, maybe even some of our earliest episodes and given us a lot of feedback and helped promote the podcast quite a bit. And so uh, today we have joining us Simon Veenstra from the great province of Ontario, Canada. And so, Simon, thank you for joining us. And as we welcome you to the podcast, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, my pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you for uh, having me on. I really appreciate it. So uh, I guess a little bit about myself. Uh, yeah, Simon Veenstra. I was born and raised in Brampton, Ontario, and I'm a lifelong uh, CRC member. Uh, I am getting married in two weeks to my lovely fiance, Kaylee, and uh, I... Shout out uh, to Kaylee. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kaylee. Uh, and I've been, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm fairly involved in a bunch of denominational things and have been. Um, and I, yeah, so that's, I've been to the Inspire Conferences, Canadian National Gathering, a young adult winter retreat here in Ontario. And uh, now I'm I'm doing some stuff with Abide as well. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on, Simon. It's really awesome to finally get to meet you and to hear a little bit about you. I'm excited to hear not just your story, but your perspective. This whole podcast that we've been doing, the, the series that we've been doing the last few weeks, we've been trying to get perspectives of, of different pastors from around the CRC. I think it's cool that we finally now have what we could consider a concerned or interested layman uh, who is uh, somebody who has not discerned a call to ministry, uh, but is ministering in your own way, in your own capacities, uh, through the things that you've just mentioned, and I'm sure through through other means as well. Um, I'm curious to start off the podcast with, with this question we, we've been asking to other people we've had on, what is the Reformed faith to you? How do you understand Reformed theology? Uh, how would you explain it to, to someone who was asking for the first time? Good question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do consider myself a concerned layperson or layman. That's, that's I guess, <laughs> what I say when people ask why I'm so involved. Uh, my brother's yeah, That's good. Pastor. We need more. Yeah, yeah. My brother's a pastor. I am not, and I don't dis uh, perceive any uh, call in that direction. Um, but yeah, I think I, my understanding of Reformed theology has like, uh, I grown in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so where I guess growing up, I didn't have, uh, a, 
it, the, our reformed heritage wasn't really emphasized or defined always so clearly to me. Uh, we didn't spend a whole lot of time working through catechism and some of our like three forms of unity, creeds and confessions, that kind of thing. Uh, so I went to a Christian grade school and high school, and then I ended up going to a Christian university that was not CRC affiliated. And I think more so there, I had a, I, I guess, a renewed appreciation for, hey, what, what does it mean to be Christian Reformed, right? That's not just like, uh, that's not a social um, marker, I suppose, or it shouldn't be. Like, what does that mean? Um, mm -hmm. So I wanted to take it more seriously. Like, what does it mean? Uh, why do I believe what I believe, right? Uh, and why should I? Um, so that has really been, I think, a, a driving factor uh, in a lot of ways for me uh, the last number of years. Uh, so I wanted to have a deeper understanding of what is Reformed theology. And so I've I've really taken a, a interest. I'm not a big reader, but podcasts and sermons where like uh, Ligonier Ministries and and Gospel Coalition, a bunch of these other things that um, kind of delved more. I was hearing more uh, teaching on Reformed doctrine that really helped me appreciate um, the rich history that we have in the Christian Reformed Church that I wasn't exactly emphasized to me in my earlier years. So I, I think in some ways I relate to you, Pastor Zach, in terms of there's there's a lot of guys in the CRC right now, a lot of a lot of people I think who are around our age, and who yeah. are coming into the denomination with no history uh, with the CRC or very little, and just a renewed appreciation for like, hey, there's a, some tremendously rich stuff that the Christian Reformed Church has right here, and I think sometimes we have lost that. Uh, We've lost that, an appreciation for that in our churches of like, we've got this wonderful, rich history of uh, written documents, written like our priest confessions that help us to understand why we believe what we believe and why that points to just the, uh, the amazingness of the gospel, right? Like mm -hmm. um, Reformed theology is like, it just dives so deep. And uh, that's something that I've really, I'm not the most articulate person, but I, I've really appreciated how like, um, yeah, we've got some tremendous um, assets, I think I would say in the CRC for helping us uh, learn more about Christ, learn more about uh, God as, as the Trinity and just what it means to be, um saved right and how that's not to be taken that's not a flippant that's not a light thing right it's a joyous thing but it's so it's so uh i don't know vast i don't know i'm i'm rambling i guess but no that's great well simon it's great that we're talking to you about this because it's easy for us as pastors to say people should value the three forms of unity and the creeds and uh, obviously the bible itself but i think it's the reason we wanted to have you on the podcast is so that people, our listeners, could hear from from a layman like you that that this is something that matters to you and connects with you. It's not just pastor talk. It's not just theology that 
we talk about it in our offices, but it matters to the formation of your Christian life. And so I think it's a great answer. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting, too, that it took moving away from your sort of CRC world, going off to a university that wasn't CRC in order to see it properly. Um, yeah. I, there was a quote that I, I heard when I moved away to seminary. Um, it was something along the lines of, I never saw home until I moved away. Um, yeah. that, that quote has always stuck with me because I now appreciate my hometown, which I grew up hating and thinking was the slowest, most boring town on the planet. Now I love that town and I realize how much I appreciate how it formed me as a person. And so it's kind of similar to your story with the CRC. It took moving away from it to learn the value of our theological tradition and the, the value of our creeds and confessions, as you've mentioned. Maybe those were things that were kind of uh, fond and cozy things of your childhood, but nothing that you took too seriously. Yeah. It was just kind of always there on the shelf. Uh, but it took finally moving away to reappreciate it. And I think you're right. In many ways, that is my story. Although I never grew up in the Reformed tradition, I've learned to appreciate it as an adult. And that informs very much our, our show, Reformed Podmatics. It informs Mark's ministry and my ministry here at Ammon Valley, uh, where we are trying in many ways to just remind people of the value of this theological heritage that we have. So it's it's cool to hear that from you, for sure. And like, I didn't, I was... Uh at a university that I was still coming back home during the weekends to work. Right. So I was still mm -hmm. going to my home church, but, and, and that, I guess my experience there was just one of multiple factors, right. There were several influential people in my life who, who kind of led me to a deeper, um, I guess, understanding of the deeper appreciation for these things. But yeah, I think the Christian worldview, I, I touched on that already, but um an analogy that I often use with folks is a, a healthy tree has strong uh, roots, right? A healthy tree doesn't just grow branches out into the community and be missional, right? Grow outwardly, mm -hmm. but a healthy church, a healthy denomination and a healthy Christian on your, like individually, we need to have a strong root system that's, well-grounded that we're not just going to topple over at the slightest wind of false doctrine but we're digging deep and we've got this living water that we're striving for in like a deeper knowledge of yeah absolutely yeah. i think that that's the reformed tradition does that very very well um i i grew up in the sort of vanilla evangelical tradition which and i don't mean that pejoratively i'm very thankful for the churches and the pastors that i grew up with um and and those who helped me and ministered to me but um i i was not sort of uh taught any sort of root system i was not taught to to drink deeply from any any wells of 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 a history or a heritage and so for me the christian faith just sort of seemed like a 20th century phenomenon it just seemed like the songs you hear on the radio from k-dove and billy graham and veggie tales yeah. that was the christian faith to me and so um yeah it's it's a lot deeper than that and the reformed heritage i think 
teaches us to not only read dead people, but to to read vastly in the Christian faith. We're not just a reformational body, even we are a Catholic tradition. And so John Calvin and the reformers that we so love themselves loved and read those who came before them, whether that was different monastic writers like St. Bernard of Clairvaux, or whether it was different medieval authors like Thomas Aquinas, uh, or even the patristics. And so there's just a depth and a rootedness to it. And it makes me think of Psalm 1, uh, just how the blessed man is the one who is by the stream with with deep roots, uh, drinks deeply from God's word. And I think that the Reformed tradition at its best does do that. I do have one more question for you, maybe before I pass it over to Mark. Just a little bit of reporting on your own perspective now from Canada. Being from Ontario, what is life in the CRC like there? Um, good or bad? Obviously, we don't want to talk bad or talk ill of, of brothers, um, uh, but we would love to hear what the Lord is up to as you can see it in your area, in your classes. All right, good question. Um, well, I think in, in the CRC, we all kind of realize there's a lot of different uh, bubbles Uh you know, classes Grand Rapids East gets named as one or the, you know, Central U.S. or whatever, classes Toronto. Um, and I think there's different uh, characteristics of each area. Um, right now, classes Toronto is, I think, where there's a struggle with uh, a lot of churches are struggling with the decisions of Synod. Um, there's also a lot of churches who are without pastors right now. Uh, and I think just there's a, yeah, I guess a, a lot of people are, are trying to figure out the direction of uh, where their church and where the churches are going right now. So it's, it's, yeah, I, it's, I probably, it's fair to say that it's a little hard times in, in classes Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, in, in class or in just central Ontario, um I think it's a lot of the same. There's, there is some good things happening though. So, um, yeah, that's I guess uh, what I would say for that in summary. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I maybe I could springboard off that uh, comment or, or observation a little bit, Simon, and just recognize that it's it's really interesting to to us that we get people who reach out regularly. Um, from across the denomination, including in Canada, um, who appreciate some of our podcast because of its Christ-centeredness and how we point people to God's word. And um, without being too specific, I think we can be honest that in the Christian Reformed Church, there are some congregations that aren't he- really hearing the gospel of Christ or Reformed theology um, very clearly, uh, very regularly. And so um would it be fair in saying again, without being too specific, that that is one of the struggles of uh, the church that you've seen, the churches that you've seen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that's fair. Um, I think um, just with my experiences more denominationally now, I've realized like in some ways uh, how infrequent certain reformed, um, certain parts of our reformed identity are not really emphasized uh, in in this general context. Like I'd say a lot of churches in our in our area 
um, aren't really um, spending a lot of time, like for example, on catechism classes and not really putting a lot of focus on that. Um, I would say that that's definitely an area where our churches um, in, in this area, I'm sure many across the North America uh, could really have a renewed appreciation. Um, I know many people I've had in recent discussions, people talk about how like they're um, my parents' generation, uh, they, you know, had a bad experience with catechism. It was old and stuffy and boring and it was taught yeah. terribly and, and people, you know, you got your, your knuckles wrapped kind of thing. If, if you didn't mm -hmm. memorize the catechism. So <laughs> I think we've had this problem where the baby has been thrown out with the bathwater and, um, we've lost a bunch of our, uh, appreciation for our reformed heritage, uh, and the value, like I was saying before of, of what we have in the CRC, uh, and in our reformed tradition, like there's, we, we should do catechism classes again and for all ages, right? It shouldn't just be a check mark. Oh, you graduated high school, like you're in, in grade 12, you need to do catechism, mm -hmm. right? Like we need to emphasize how the value of, of that, right? The value of what the saints who have gone before us have to contribute to our faith and what we can learn from them and how like, yeah, we can't just go through the motions and this can't just be a, uh, CRC social club this has to be a place where your life is being transformed by the gospel like that Jesus died for you and like that has implications for your whole life yeah absolutely I think you're you're saying something that as a pastor I would like to say more but people probably will just write me off as oh of course you're going to say that you're a pastor but I really yeah. do think that Sunday school ministry uh, or, or sort of educational ministry, maybe it doesn't have to be on Sundays, um, but needs to be something that, that all people, all Christians are involved in. And I think that the way that the world is moving, that is even more so the case as Christian, Christianity enters into what uh, Paul Vanderclay and Aaron Wren and some others have called the negative world, where we're no longer in the neutral or positive world where Christianity is seen favorably or neutrally, it's now seen negatively. Uh, I think Christians need to be more and more prepared than ever before, uh, not just Absolutely. for apologetics, but just ha having a broader understanding of the Christian faith um, and not just being a social club, something that you go to for an hour on Sundays, but something that, you know, captivates your heart and your soul and your mind. Uh, yeah. as well and so yeah thank you for for saying that well, i'm glad I, to hear that it's not just a pastor like <laughs> who's saying yeah, i i absolutely agree with that though right like yeah uh, it's i think covid too brought up brought out a lot of that right like hmm. oh you can just zoom or or watch uh church from home like and then yeah. people who um, unfortunately weren't as, as serious about it before as, you know, you were just attending because that's what you do as a CRC person on Sunday morning. Right. Absolutely. Like, yeah. We, we need to do a better job of, of like helping people see the value of, um, of these things, right. Of a whole Christian worldview. Cause we are mm -hmm. in, in like called to be as Christians, salt and light in this world. 
we're called to be in this the world but not of the world not to be cliche right but like that's that's mm -hmm. true we we are um we need to to take that seriously that hey the the Bible is naturally, the gospel is naturally offensive to what mm -hmm. the world, you know, to many things in the world, right? If you're going to stick to Christian truth, that's not going to be popular always. But we need to be prepared for that and and um, take joy in, in the gospel. But, you know, we need to help prepare ourselves for like, what does that mean? How do we still show love to everyone? But what does it mean to actually um, live that mm -hmm. out, live live out those transformed lives like Romans 12 too, right? Yeah, it's it's the, yeah, how do we flesh out what we've learned and how do we have an active life of the mind, life of the mind that is being not just something we, not, not just the information that we learn, but how are we being discipled in all of life? And I, I think that there's, that's that's I think the hope of this podcast. There's so much mm -hmm. of a need for that in the church, uh, for people not just to hear sermons, and sermons are absolutely essential to Christian formation, uh, but mm -hmm. to have conversations outside of just the Sunday morning where people can be growing. And I think you're absolutely right. A lot of people have had bad experiences with catechism, uh, uh, even just on our last episode with Pastor Pete Vanderbeek. He even mentioned a little bit about that from his own history. Um, I taught a class on the catechism to our adult Sunday school class about a year ago. Um, and it wasn't your traditional catechism class in that we we weren't going through each question and answer. Um, it was about a 10-week class. And a lot of it was more about the history of the catechism. Who wrote the catechism? How did it come about? What was the reason for writing the catechism? Uh, what happened once it was written? Where did the catechism go? What kind of impacts did it have on different cultures? We even talked about how it spread uh, to the to the uh, to the Malaysian people, to the people of uh, the, of the of Indonesia. Um, there's an interesting uh, book on this written by one of the Calvin Seminary professors, Yuda Tianto. He talks about the impact of the Dutch Reformed faith on his own people, the Indonesians. Uh, and so people in this class mostly were of after retirement age, you could say. All, a lot of them were just so excited and thrilled to see that, wow, I learned this as a kid, but actually this is so much more fascinating than I realized. We did talk about the catechism and different, different teachings uh, in it. Um, and it, it, for them, I think it opened their eyes to the value of it. Uh, and so it's something that I, I hope to see more and more in the life of the CRC that you're, you're right. It's not just for young people to learn. There's, there's gifts that we can all be learning from it, which is why it's so good to preach on the catechism. We haven't done catechism sermons here in a couple of years, but uh, it's, I think, on the, on the, the forecast, on the horizon for us to do a Canons of Dort uh, series, I believe. Mark, you can maybe <laughs> comment on that. Um, but yeah, yeah well, we, I, um, we love those things. Having preached through uh, the Catechism and the Belgic Confession, that's one of the beauties of the evening service, I would say, is an opportunity to catechize the congregation yeah. more broadly, and then also 
look at some of our other confessions as well. And that that really, that comment that you made, Simon, segues really nicely into kind of where I wanted to go, which is spiritual formation outside of Sunday morning. Um, and I would say outside of uh, the official channels that the Christian Reformed Church has relied upon in previous generations. And I think that we can see um, that people like yourself are looking for uh, more resources, particularly podcasts and, and YouTube vlogs like what Paul Vanderclay has um, for that spiritual formation. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how you found the podcast, why you found the podcast, why it even kind of matters to you, because it's it's pretty clear in some of the things that you've written, like um, the uh, the review of our podcast for the Abide Project, that this matters to you. And I'm curious, why why does it matter so much to you? <laughs> Well, I think, um, yeah, I, I think I, I came across your podcast, like it was what the summer of two, 2020, um, yep. I think episode one or two, I came across it. <laughs> I know I would say that's by Providence. Um, but I just right away, it struck a chord, um, that like, Hey, this is some tremendous stuff for these two pastors from across the continent are trying to provide here right like there's a instant relatability uh, with like you guys being crc pastors um because mm -hmm. i i listen to a bunch of uh, a lot of sermon podcasts and other theological podcasts like not you know i'm not no theologian right um but i listen to various stuff because i want i i want to grow in my faith and i want to take that seriously right and i struggle with like the I struggle with always feeling like I'm growing in my faith. So I really want to our church, our denomination, our churches themselves to be healthy places to help me grow. So when I heard what you guys were putting out, I was like, Hey, this is stuff that helps me as a Christian with my Christian worldview. And I want to hear more of this. So I, that's why I really tried to you know, spread the word about what you guys are doing here and uh, other podcasts like Messy Reformation. And, and I really value the content of like, hey, we need to take our faith seriously. Um, and that has impacts for all of life. So I I think the um, it that's just you guys and what you've been doing here is something I really appreciated. So I think we as a denomination would benefit from more folks listening to content like this or like yeah i went to the three inspire conferences now they're not going to have those anymore for the time being but if those ever come up again i think i was uh, i would appreciate workshops that delve into mm -hmm. some of the topics you guys have covered um and and just things like hey this is how the belgic confession um has impacts for your life um, and workshops on that, because I've come to a renewed appreciation of that cat um, of the Belgic Confession too, right? There's certain things about, um, yeah, I, I think topics like that that help formulate, I'm in this world, you know, there's a lot of things that are contrary to what the Bible is saying. Um, and uh, how do I, how am I prepared for that, right? Church is not just a Sunday morning thing. So when I leave the church doors, yes, I'm entering the mission field. So how do I live that out? Um, 
So I think we as a church could have a renewed appreciation for that kind of content where, you know, the banner could publish things a bit more of in terms of depth of theological topics, right? Or we could have, if Inspire comes up again, we could do such workshops or um, things from whatever denominational ministries. Um, I think we could help um, not just on our creeds and confessions and all that, but how do I take my Christian faith and apply it to all areas of my life? How do I show the people in my work, for example, that but even if I'm not saying it overtly all the time, how do I show them that I am different because Christ has saved me? I've been justified and, and he's sanctifying me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that those those are questions that most people are having. And I, I think that people are are wanting to grow. There is almost a cacophony of voices and it's hard to know where to begin. Um, and so that was our hope was just starting as pastors and thinking about the people in our own pew and, and thinking that there's probably more people out there. Um, and so we hope we can continue to serve interested or concerned laymen like yourself, Simon. Uh, and we, we definitely Thank you for your work and, and writing uh, your essay about us. That was uh, that was an encouragement, um, mm-hmm. and there's been lots of encouragement from other people, and there has been some some good criticism from others. And so we we kind of knew that that was going to be a part of this this project, and that's what makes it fun because our denomination is in the midst of a much larger conversation, right? If we want to call it a mm-hmm. conversation. It's maybe even bigger than the conversation. Um, there's a lot going on. And so we wanted to, to try to to offer resources for people. Um, so there, it's a multifaceted project. I, I, I think we're trying to help our denomination. We're trying to help people in our pew. In some, mm-hmm. some episodes, we almost feel like we're doing kind of news on the CRC yeah. Um, and material for the CRC and other episodes. We're just trying to talk to the average Christian and our episodes have nothing to do with the CRC. And I guess that's all just a part of being pastors in the CRC. We want to minister to people, but we also care about the life of our denomination more broadly. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's good for my questions. I don't know, Mark, if you have any, if you have any more yourself, um, yeah, well, um, with, with regards to that search for content, I'm really curious what that, it sound, I, I already heard from Simon that, uh, that that desire, the general desire is there. Um, and you made specific reference to how do I connect my faith to my workplace and so forth. And so um, I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, what, have you ever thought about what, um, topics you'd like to be covered or I'm, I'm not, not, not necessarily that like we're going to create a list here, but just general kinds yeah. of things that will help shape your worldview as a believer. Oh, good, good. Uh, good question. I would say mm-hmm. um, the first one that comes to mind is what does it mean to be a healthy church? Um, mm-hmm. And what does it mean to be part of a healthy church? Right. Um 
so that's also the same thing for denomination, right? Like yeah. doing that self-assessment of what are we a healthy church? And if not, like what are what are the uh, um I guess the the place markers or whatever? Like what are the check boxes for like how a church can be a healthy meaning biblical church, right? And there's there's a bunch of books on that topic. But I think that's that's a something I'd like to hear more content on, right? Like hmm. um how do how do we assess if we're a healthy church and how do we get like what are the place marks and how do we get there? Right. Um yeah, so I hear you saying it's a little bit like recognizing um we need to go to the doctor. And mm-hmm. so I I need to find a doctor who's going to be able to diagnose what's ailing me. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I think that we could say obviously it's no secret that the CRC is struggling in in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Uh, there's some disunity, there's some angst, um there's a lot of fear. And so we need to go to the doctor. We need to figure out what a healthy church body will will look like, what it will be. And so uh, maybe coming in future episodes, that's something that we can focus on. I could even imagine a series coming up here on Reform Podmatics of not just, you know, here are the three marks of a true church, but um, that's almost the doctrinal answer. But let's flesh out in conversation what that actually looks like on yeah, a congregational or even on a personal level or on a denominational mm-hmm. level, if you want to go that far too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. a lot That's of great. thoughts come to mind. I think that that could be a really interesting conversation for Mark and I to have or for anyone else who's a podcast yeah. maker out there listening in. Yeah. Um, there's there's lots of ideas. Um, and many of us, we, we go to a church so long, we don't really hardly know anything different, you know? Yeah. Um, and so... That's a huge question. What is a healthy church? How do I know if I'm at a healthy church? Um, Yeah. And I think one more thing I would just throw out there too, would be like some of those basic spiritual disciplines, right? Like reading your Bible, praying, those practical Mm. things that are, well, I guess that's part of what it means to be a healthy church, healthy Christian, but like Mm -hmm. on a practical level, right? But that's something we're all uh, continually struggling with, right? Are we reading our Bible enough? Are we praying enough? But it's something that we're called to continue to pursue. Cool. Yeah, thank you for for that. That's one of my favorite things to hear from anyone who listens to our show is an idea for future episodes. Uh, (laughs) Often Mark and I are scratching our heads for, for more content. What should we do this week? What should we talk about next? It's good when somebody just tells us uh, an idea and we can we can go with that, knowing we'll at least have one listener. Uh, but again, Simon, <laughs> thank you so much for hopping on the show and for My pleasure. telling us a little bit about yourself and your story. And congratulations to you and your fiance. And we thank you very much to uh, seeing the pictures and celebrating with you from afar. Uh, mm-hmm. For everyone else, thank you for listening to this week's episode. And we. Uh, hope that we can be with you again to bless you in the week ahead. Until then, grace and peace, you guys. All right, see ya.